Hi, I'm Erica, and you're listening to my podcast. I created this space to help you build a lifestyle where your body feels safe to heal, where you love living in your miraculous body, and it loves living with you. Through my own experience of battling an eating disorder that spanned over a decade, mental health crisis, insomnia, and chronic illness, I've discovered that the path to healing looks a lot less like following a specific diet and exercise program and a lot more like showing up to my body and emotions with arms and mind wide open, ready to receive the feedback they give. I can now say that I truly know, love, and understand my body better than anyone else. It feels incredibly grounding. Partnering with your body in the healing process is a superpower and I want you to experience it. Join me, I invite you to come along for the ride as I share with you the resources and inspiration that have made all the difference for my healing and what I'm learning in real time about how to continue to expand my daily body partnership practice. Good morning and welcome back to the Worth Wellness Podcast. You're here today with me, Erica, and Everest, and we are here to talk about elimination communication, or more commonly known, EC. I've been talking about this quite a bit lately because it is a big part of our lives right now. It takes up a lot of our days, and it's an experiment. It's it's something for me that I first heard about on a podcast and thought, just like with free birth, that is so fascinating. Do people really do that with their newborns? And could it be possible for me? Of course, like if I'm willing to ask that, the answer is yes, it's calling to my spirit. And I intuitively knew I had to try it and just see how it felt for me and my family. And Everest is a little squirmy here in my my wrap. He's fed. He just went potty on his mini potty. I'll talk about that later. Um, But sometimes newborns just make noises. So that's going to be a part of this podcast now because I'm with my babe always. Anywho. So yeah, that's how I heard about EC. And before Everest was born, I went ahead and got the book, audiobook from the library, Go Diaper Free. And Andrea Olson is the founder and CEO of Go Diaper Free. And she created the mini potty and the top hat potty, which are specifically designed for newborns. And then she also has a podcast and tons of free resources. You can find like YouTube videos and things like that from her as well. So if you want to learn more about how to do EC and all the questions that might come up, just if you're just a complete newbie to it, like I was, Andrea Olson's resources are super, super helpful. She's done it with five children of her own. I think she's pregnant with a sixth child right now. And that to me gives her a lot of credit because I'm like, okay, you know what you're talking about. You've done it with five children. And not only that, she's trained tons of coaches that work for her and her company um, that help parents figure out how to do EC with their babies and in their specific situation and lifestyle. So that is just such a good resource. I will link in the show notes. Her website is godiaperfree.com. And that's a great place to start. But I also today want to cover, so I am going to talk about my journey, what it's been like uh, doing elimination communication with my newborn, but then also just what is it? Again, I'm going to give you a very layman's terms um, because I'm not an expert. 
And then how it's going for us, our challenges, and then the tips that I've collected that have made a big difference in making it more easeful. Everest now is a little over eight weeks old, and we've been doing it since he was four months. Four months. Oh my goodness. Four weeks. So we're almost four weeks. Yeah, we're about four weeks into it. And there are definitely things that have made it a little bit more easeful because I can tell you those first two weeks were pretty brutal. <laughs> it was it was really overwhelming. Granted, you know, I'm four weeks postpartum. My husband had only been back to work for like a week, I wanna say, um, maybe a week and a half. And I was I was just in that like, I'm drowning, I'm so sleep deprived, here's one more thing I'm doing, and it takes so, you know, I'm like, this takes so much of my time and I had lots of trial and error at first. So today I can say it's a little bit more just, it flows. It's part of our daily routine now. So it doesn't feel so extra, like one more thing on top of everything else you do with a newborn. But it took a little bit to get there. And I'm hoping that what I share today would be helpful if you are like me and just starting it out, or maybe even you're pregnant and interested in this concept of your newborn eliminating um, somewhere other than his diaper and and want some ways to make it easier right up front. Some tips and tricks and secrets. So I will give you what I have so far. But to start with, what is EC? So basically because it's not potty training because your baby is you're not getting up and walking to the potty, you're not having this verbal conversation about it. It's more about the parents learning your baby's cues for when they need to go pee and poop and then taking them to the designated potty. This could look different for every family. It could be the sink. It could be your toilet, uh, bathtub, outside, <laughs> weather permitting, and or the mini potty. It's really up to you. But the goal is to work with your baby to understand and help them um, relieve themselves in a way that's really dignified because Andrea has a lot of interesting information on the history of diapers and that whole industry. And it's just kind of like a lot of things. You'd be surprised if you really dig deep. There's always, I feel like there's always something. And she even talks about this idea that kids are not ready to be potty trained until they're like two or three I believe it was on a podcast I heard her talk about how that's pretty much made up by the diaper companies, um, that babies need to be in diapers longer. So historically, it makes a lot of sense that babies wouldn't go in a diaper. And in other cultures even, it's EC is actually, or a form of EC is just intuitively what they're still practicing. So that's what really called to me specifically is because it, it did make sense. I was like, oh... Yeah, that's weird. Like that we would sit in in our um, pee or poop. Like that just doesn't make sense. But yet here we are. You know, babies are doing this. So if there was a way where we didn't have to do that, not just for convenience, but really thinking about the comfort of your baby and being able to meet a need for them, like a hygiene need, a basic hygiene need for your baby at such a young age, was really appealing to me to at least give it a shot, like I said at the beginning. So that's basically EC. It's all about learning your baby. It's a very bonding experience, I will say that, because 
you're learning the subtleties of how they communicate via facial expressions, sounds, like grunting. And I mean, even like eye contact, it's really amazing after doing EC for not that long, you know, even a couple weeks. Andrea talks about this, that your baby will just look at you really intently when they need to go. And that eye contact, something as simple as that, is their way of communicating. And I think that goes missed for so many people who are, are not doing EC. Nothing, I'm not making a judgment statement, but what an opportunity to connect with your baby on another on another level and be able to meet one more need of theirs. And that for me, I feel really, really grateful for that level of connection with Everest. Okay, so that is my basic definition for EC and why I chose to give it a shot with Everest. So now I will let you know how it's going and some of the challenges that I faced and then the things that you know are making it easier for us. So initially at four weeks, like I said, it was really overwhelming at first. Part of that was because I could not figure out where to take him potty in our house what that wouldn't end in me cleaning up uh, a mess of pee everywhere because I was not getting the hang of the whole aiming thing with my little boy and so the concept of it being easier than changing diapers because you can flush it away or just spray something down I I, I don't know that it's easier up front and Andrea talks about this and I, I think it was a really good point because I, I had heard that the argument was like, it's more convenient that you don't have to change diapers. Well, that's not entirely true. You do change diapers because most people practice with a backup diaper, either cloth or disposable. Some people just go completely diaper free, but that idea for me is really stressful. So I wanted to have a backup diaper as well. So you are still changing diapers because you're also not catching every single poop and pee. But it's not actually about convenience because Andrea points to how potty training your child at two or three is also not convenient. <laughs> so like at no point in the process is like teaching your baby to to go potty on the toilet or giving them that option because it's not really teaching more. So it's just providing an option for them as when they're, you know, an infant. It's not convenient at all either way. And it's not really about that necessarily. That's not why you choose it. And I think maybe that's kind of a myth of a myth if you haven't done a lot of reading on it about it being easier in some ways because you're not having to change diapers. So giving you a heads up on that. So with the beginning stages, it was just me trying to figure out how how do I make this easier for myself to where I don't just quit because I was really frustrated that not with Everest, but with the mess every single time and if you've had a newborn, you know that you go through so many diaper changes. So Andrea talks about how babies typically need to pee like every 15 minutes-ish if they you know, are not sleeping, which is a lot. So, I mean, obviously my baby wasn't awake a whole lot in that beginning stage, but when he was awake, I felt like I was just, it was happening all day long, all the time. So anyways, that was one of the challenges that I faced early on, I did go ahead and order finally a mini potty, which took a long time to get to our house. <laughs> I want to say maybe at least three weeks. So 
just heads up, it might take a while to get to you if you order one, but it was well, it was well worth the wait and well worth the investment because although you can use your sink, your toilet, your bathtub, and I liked the bathtub option. That was the easiest to clean out and you don't have to worry about like misses because it's such a big area. That was probably what was working the best for us, but we only had bathtubs upstairs. So I was still having to go all the way upstairs if I was downstairs in our main living area just to take and potty. So that wasn't, that wasn't, I hate to use the word convenient because it's not about that, but that was not very easeful. So the mini potty has made our lives a lot simpler with EC and I'm loving having just this tiny little thing I can move around from room to room with me and it's really easy to rinse out. You're not having misses. I mean, we've had like one miss, but you know, after I figured out how to position him on there because he's so little, but it's, it's made for little ones and then hold him safely. It's been really, really nice to have. So I think it's totally worth it. If you want to do EC, I mean, it's something you could even take out with you, which has been another challenge figuring out right now. I feel we're most comfortable doing it at home. I have tried it a little bit out and about if there's like a public park bathroom and we're on a walk uh, and it's not somewhere where he can just go outside. I have taken him a couple times like in a park bathroom, just in the toilet, but it's harder to do when you're out running errands, like just your sense of time and your ability because you're multitasking, you're driving, you're grocery shopping, like to pay attention to all the cues is a lot harder to catch things. So I definitely always bring diaper backups and I'm prepared for that when we're out. And if there's an opportunity to take him potty and it makes sense, then I have tried it a few times. But now with this mini potty, I do think that that could be a good thing to pack around. That's something probably I'll try here eventually once, once I feel ready to like fully commit to doing it outside of the home too. It's a little confusing, I know, for Everest because he really doesn't like to sit in a wet or dirty diaper. And so sometimes my mom sense says that he's more fussy out and about because he's going more in a diaper than he is at home. Same thing with nighttime. Nighttime is really tricky because, of course, when you have a newborn, sleep is at a premium and you're trying to figure out how in the world can I get as much sleep as possible and you're working with very little, you know, so... The idea of getting up and walking to my bathroom kind of defeats the purpose of me co-sleeping and nursing on demand and having him just right next to me so that hopefully I'm not getting up as often because if we're doing EC, I'm still getting up. But again, I was just noticing that he's he's very restless sleeper. He's a very light sleeper. I, I was finding I was changing a lot of diapers, like way more than during the day because he would often have dry diapers. He has dry diapers all the time where I'm able to catch him right before he goes pee and we can reuse diapers. But at night, you know, when you're just changing them, putting on a new one, we were going through so many and we've been still using disposable at this point. So that could change in the future. I'm, I'm still trying to figure that, that piece out, but Anyways, so the mini potty is helpful for nighttime as well because I have just kind of set up a station right by my bed where I can just kind of roll over, pick him up, and put him on the mini potty without a big hullabaloo. And I still have to go to the bathroom to like rinse it out, but I could, I could get, you could get wet wipes or some sort of thing like that where you could just clean it out right there and 
have a garbage can. You could set up a station where you are minimally getting up, which I think is helpful if you want to attempt EC at night, but also still sleep or try to sleep or at least try to stay horizontal, laying in bed as much as you can at nighttime. That's kind of my goal. The less amount of time I'm like getting up, the better. So yeah, those have been some of the challenges and the things that I have learned so far. And then I would say as far as tips, so I gave you the mini potty, that'd be a big one to just have in your, in your repertoire of things for EC. Definitely check out the free resources I mentioned and just all the stuff Andrea has. It's well worth it. The other thing that has been helpful because my baby was born in the heat of summer, so we weren't dealing with like super cold, cold weather, is clothes. Think about clothes that are going to make it really easy to be taking them potty all the time. And for us, I found he, most of his baby clothes are from Pact which is an organic clothing, sustainable clothing company. And they have pretty affordable baby clothes. So for, you know, 100% organic clothes, it it really is pretty economical. So I ordered a bunch of t-shirts and pants for him. And the they had a bunch of t-shirts on clearance, so they were not his size. They're like three to six months or even six to nine months, but they fit him just fine. Like it doesn't, to me, that doesn't bother me. Of course he can grow into them and continue to wear them for a while, but we've had him just wear a diaper and a t-shirt most days. It is starting to get a little cooler. So then I will put on his separate pants, but even just pulling down pants instead of snaps and onesies. Oh my goodness. Snaps and onesies. So inconvenient. Uh, has made a big difference in our EC journey, just going a little bit smoother. Like it just makes it easier on me to have them just diaper and t-shirt way faster. So check those out. I'll link that in the show notes. I don't have a discount code, but I really liked pack clothing company and their, especially their baby stuff is good. And we've really enjoyed that for Everest. Yeah. So the other thing that Andrea talks about that is really helpful in the beginning just to get your momentum. Are you trying to talk to you? If you just want to see some, I guess I'll say quick results, is to take note of easy catches or times in the day that your newborn is likely to need to go potty anyways. So this is before you're really able to figure out cues because that takes time to learn your baby's cues. Think about the times that you would need to usually go potty. So it would be like when you first thing when you wake up, you would take them potty right after a meal or right when you take him out of their car seat. I also usually always take him before I put him into his car seat or before I put him into my sully wrap. And then when I take him out of my sully wrap. So I pay attention to those timestamps and utilize them. And I can tell you probably 80% of the time, he at least goes pee when I utilize the easy catches. So that is definitely something worth really paying attention to in the beginning. And maybe even just, I mean, some people just do those for EC. And then you can build on it. I think that's kind of where I started. Like I'm going to at least try on these easy catch times. And then I'm going to build on it as I learn him and see, see how it goes. And yeah, it's a really good good place to start if you're not sure 
where to begin or like, when do I take him? You know, and it's also confusing. Just start with the easy catches. So another tip, which also kind of is linked to a challenge, but one that's a little bit less tactile, but just as important is to relax and to remember as I pointed to in the beginning that it's really it's really about the bonding experience and learning how to communicate in this way with your child and offer them a dignified option for elimination and so much less about getting it perfect I know when I was really overwhelmed in the beginning I reached out to my mom's group just to see has anyone else tried EC what are your tips for making it more easeful and I was looking for like a really practical strategy or secret or something like that but really what I got instead was like less of novel secrets and more so of an energy and a mindset that you approach EC with that's going to make the difference between it being something that's really stressful or something that just flows. And and both of the, actually I had like probably three moms write back responses was like, just let it be about the relationship. Let it be about learning each other. They talked about, you know, how they communicate with the baby when they miss they miss a poop or a pee and just talking to them about mom's going to pay attention more next time. I really want to learn how, you know, to, to communicate with you about this and to really praise not the act of going pee or poop on the potty, but when it does flow and you are in sync and in rhythm to really talk to your baby about that and be like, I'm so glad we're communicating and thank you for letting me know you needed to go you know, mom is here for you to help you with this. So just let me know whatever you need. That to me just sounded so beautiful. And I was like, okay, it's way more about that than it is about me keeping a diaper dry all day. I don't know why I had this like high bar set that I should be able to keep a diaper dry all day. That's just really overwhelming. And then it you become like obsessive about taking the potty all the time. And then it is harder to get other things done and it's just more overwhelming in general. So that would be a big one. And I think it would have been helpful for someone to tell me that. Like, I mean, I, I did reach out pretty early on, but right at the out of the gate, it's not about keeping a diaper dry the entire day. That's not your measure of success with EC. It's, are you having fun learning your baby? Are you enjoying the process of bonding with them in this way? So I will offer that little nugget to you because it was a big game changer for me. And I think part of why it's been more easeful in the last couple weeks, I do still have moments of perfectionism with it, but overall, I think I'm doing better in that department. And it's so rewarding to like, see how at peace he is when we're in sync and I offer it and he needs to go and I read his cues correctly. And it's just, he looks so peaceful. Like as as he sits there on his little potty or before when we were doing it over the sink and we could see each other in the mirror, just so sweet, so sweet to see his little eyes and to make eye contact in that way. Okay. So, so I think that's it basically. I mean, there's so much, I feel like I could talk about this a lot longer, but that is essentially the layout of what it's been like in our home to do EC with Everest and how it's flowed and the bumps we've hit along the way and how we're, how we're writing them out and learning and enjoying the process. And even my husband is is totally on board. Dad is taking him potty when he can, when he's home. 
And yeah, it's kind of a family, family affair, which I think is really fun too. And it makes me happy to know that we're all working together to support Everest in this way. So I would love to hear if you are an EC mama yourself, if you've tried this out, if you've done it with your kids, uh, and what your, what your journey was like. Also feel free to reach out if you have questions or just want to ask mom to mom anything about it. I'm in the trenches too. I'm not an expert. So take your expert questions maybe to somebody else. But if you just want an experience, like want to know what someone's experiencing, if you're pregnant or considering it, I'm definitely open to telling you what I've learned with my little boy. And I know with girls, it's a whole nother set, can be a whole nother set of challenges and things to learn. And it also changes at each age. I think what it looks like for us now will be different in six months. It will look different. So it's really about just surrendering to the flow of it and staying present, which in general makes newborn care a lot easier when you are just, when you're fully open to whatever is coming up in the moment and not worrying about what happened last time or how, how your baby did last time or what it's going to look like tomorrow, but just staying with where, where they are today, showing up for them with a heart and mind wide open to love and to learn. So, alrighty. Well, we have to run off to school. My stepson is um, in first grade and we have to do school drop-off in just a few minutes here. So I will let you go. But thanks so much for joining me on another episode of the podcast. Me and Everest wish you a beautiful day. Thank you so much for joining the podcast today. It has been a pleasure to share this time with you. If you loved what you heard, please do me a quick favor and rate and review the show. It helps us out tremendously as we continue to spread the word about what it looks like to heal your relationship with your body as the fire that lights transformation in every other area of your life. It's exciting stuff, so don't hold back in sharing the goods. Thank you again for being here. Until next time, I am cheering you on on your healing journey. Be well.